Good morning and welcome to another CSOC podcast of our daily Bible reading schedule. Today we're on 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And this chapter concludes a major section in 2 Corinthians from chapter 2, verse 12, all the way to the end of chapter 7 concerning the apostles' ministry of the new covenant and concerning themselves as the ministers of the new covenant. And this section, or this, yeah, this major section begins with the apostles being anxious to meet Titus because of his loving concern for the Corinthian believers. Uh, that was back in chapter 2, verse 13. He said, I had no rest in my spirit because I could not find Titus, my brother. But this section ends at the end of chapter 7 with his being comforted and cheered by Titus's coming with positive news concerning the Corinthians. At the beginning of this chapter, in verse 2, he says, Make room for us. And in verse 3, I have said before that you are in our hearts for our dying together and our living together. You just see such a tender, intimate care and concern that he had for his spiritual children. And then in verse 6, he says, God comforted us by the coming of Titus. Titus had had visited Corinth, and he, he was bringing the report back to Paul of how they received his first letter. Um, <clears throat> you may remember that, that his first letter was very strong and rebuking them, particularly in a, in a, uh, a sinful matter of incest that took place in, by a brother in Corinth. That was mentioned in chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians, where he says, It is actually reported that there is fornication among you, and such fornication that does not even occur among the Gentiles, that someone has his stepmother. So some brother in Corinth had committed incest with his own stepmother. And Paul rebuked them. He said, And are you puffed up? And have you not rather mourned that the one who has done this deed might be removed from your midst? I mean, he, he was rebuking them, and he was disciplining them through his first letter. And so he was very anxious as a, as a spiritual father, waiting to hear, how did my spiritual children receive that discipline? And Titus came, and, and he tells them, God comforted us by the coming of Titus. Um, and then he says, Titus was comforted because of you declaring to us your longing, your lamentation, your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced the more. Um, in verse 8, he says, For though I caused you sorrow by the letter, I, I do not regret it. In verse 9, Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorrowful, but that you were made sorrowful to repentance. So, the uh, the rebuking and the discipline that he uh, uh, did through his first letter, it worked out the peaceable fruit of righteousness, and his spiritual children uh, were perfected by that, and, and Paul was just so happy and rejoicing. In verse 11, Paul mentions seven results of the repentant sorrow that is according to God. Um, it starts off this way. It says, For behold, this very thing, your being made sorrowful according to God, what earnestness it has worked out in you. 
and uh, you could also translate this diligence. They were diligent in taking care of Paul's concern and tending to this matter in a proper way. And then the next six uh, results of the, uh, the working out of this uh, repentant sorrow actually comes in three pairs. He says, indeed, what defense, indeed, what indignation. Now, these two results are related to the Corinthian believers, uh, their feelings of shame. Defense refers to, uh, or their vindication, clearing of themselves uh, of not responding properly, and indignation at the offense and toward the offender. Then he says, indeed, what fear, indeed, what longing. These two results relate to the Apostle, the Apostle Paul. On the one hand, they feared the Apostle. Uh, even he told them in his first letter, do I need to come to you with a rod, um, you know, to, to spank you? Um, so they had a healthy fear of their spiritual father. But at the same time, he says, indeed, what longing, longing for Paul's presence. Uh, just like when you discipline your own physical children, on the one hand, there's a healthy fear there regarding that discipline. But after the discipline is over, the children long for the presence of their father. Then the third set uh, of two, he says, indeed what zeal, indeed what punishment. These two results relate to the offender, the brother who committed the offense. Um, zeal, uh, when he says indeed what zeal, that's zeal or being zealous to mete out a just punishment to the offending brother. And punishment, um, referring to the meeting out of justice as disciplinary action. And then at the end of that verse, he says, In everything you have commended yourselves to be pure in the matter. And that's the matter of the incestuous brother. So in verse 12, he says, So then, though I wrote to you, it was not for the sake of him who did the wrong, nor for the sake of him who was wronged. That, that would have been the, uh, the son's father, who his wife and his son were found in incest. But he says, it was written for the sake of manifesting to you before God your earnestness for us. The Corinthian believers did love the apostles, and they did have earnest care toward them, but they had been turned aside by false teachers. So Paul wrote the first epistle to bring them back, that their love and earnest care toward the apostles, their spiritual fathers, might be made manifest to them. And then, of course, like I mentioned, this, this whole chapter ends with just Paul rejoicing, being comforted, um, he ends his, his uh, chapter here with boasting in his spiritual children and rejoicing. Um, and even it, it shows uh, that the apostles uh, were very human and emotional in their ministering of life. So although the content of chapter 7 is not what you might call a crucial point of truth in the New Testament or in the book of 2 Corinthians, but yet, it's a very tender word that shows the intimate concern of the apostles' ministering life. 